0: one hello everybody and welcome back to chalk talk we're gonna go ahead and go over the dfs slate the sunday slate uh if you're watching this on saturday hopefully your saturday games are going well uh and you watched our last saturday dfs video we'll go ahead and break down we have a three-game slate uh you know this is you know it's a little bit different than a two-game slate you have that those extra two teams but I still think the strategy is almost identical. Really, you're trying to target the game um, and, and just the teams that that have the most points. And that's obviously like, you know, that's obvious, but you're really trying to like overly stack those teams compared to, to some of the teams like, I don't know, the Steelers are on the slate and I don't know how many of those guys you want. Uh, but it's about, you know, I think you, you got to, fade uh you pick your spots and fade them and really go in on on your takes and just get as many different variations of them as possible so uh yeah. start off well hang on Before
1: before you go into uh before we start going into this uh this really for like three game slates depending on what type of player you are if you are like a casual player who's just you know just trying to like have some fun you know don't don't be like hurting yourself and entering into large field tournaments because if you're just trying to casually play you know one dollar tournaments or one dollar or less tournaments, um, look for the ones that are like single entries and attack those games. That way you're maybe not-
0: less people maybe instead of like going with, like 90,000 people. I know people chase those like top top heavy prizes. but you know it, it depends, yeah, like you said, it depends on the player you are for sure.
1: Yeah, so, like, just, <clears throat> just keep doing, like, do that and, like, build your confidence and, like, build your bankroll that way as well because, you know, like we said a couple of weeks ago, more people are playing DFS now because of fantasy football is over. So there's, you know, going to be opportunities for you to win money, but, like, stick to, you know, stick to what you're comfortable with. Don't be clicking on game, like, the millie maker and be like, oh, look at all these, like, you know, the top 1% can get. It's like, for you to do that, one, you have to be, you know, Extremely lucky. And you're also competing with tons of pros that are playing 150 lineups. Yeah. So their bankroll is massive and they're doing everything they possibly can to win. So just keep that in mind playing in these, uh, these uh, tournaments. I
0: I would say if you're more risk adverse and you're okay with like playing like a really low owned guy, you can enter those large field tournaments with even one entry. Just if you have like, if you like, for example, Deshaun Jackson was on the slate, no one plays him then you can really separate yourself. But if you're more someone that likes to play the chalk, the good plays, just focus on like maybe like a thousand entry field. I think that's important on these slates uh, depending on the type of player you are. So we'll go ahead and start out. Uh, We I, I like on these short slates. I always just, instead of like talking about favorite plays, I like to just talk about your favorite stacks. We always with your quarterback, I think there's one quarterback on this slate you can get away with, maybe just stacking with one player instead of two, but I still will probably go at least two, um, probably not three, and the players Jalen Hurts just because yeah. they're mobile, I don't think I'd go three with him because it was upside with uh, on the ground, but I still think uh, all the others you probably want like Ben two, Jimmy two plus, Dak two plus, and Mahomes two plus. Or if you go Brady, also two. Like they're all more pocket passers. That to get there, you're going to want to stack them with two to three. And yeah, so we'll start off as how we usually do the small slates. So Corey will go. We'll talk about our favorite stacks, um, and then we'll go through some of those like low-owned plays uh, to get you different. So, Corey, what's your favorite stack off the bat?
1: Initially, just looking at it, you know, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is probably one of the better plays. So, we talked about on for Saturday slates like quarterbacks with rushing upside. They're basically two; they're two positions for one. So, you know, Jalen Hurts at six thousand one hundred, it's going to be very hard to not have him in most of my lineups just for the fact that Tim Bay, yes, they have a good rushing, uh, defense, but they're not good against mobile quarterbacks at this point in time. Um, so it's, it's a spot where, you know, th- the Eagles are just happy to be here at this point in time. Like this is a rebuilding year. So I wonder like how, like, their game plan going in, obviously they want to win the game. And like, that's everyone's goal in the playoffs, obviously win the game, but like how much do they put in Jalen and hurts hands? Like, you know, do they ride their defense and you know Jalen hurts and they just try to run the ball in the bucks or do you know they get down and they let Jalen hurts throw the ball and use his mobility um, to beat the bucks but for stacking purposes uh, like PB mentioned with Jalen hurts you're only gonna need one or two I, I you can go three but three is pushing it because the Eagles pass, pass catchers you know there's like two it's Goddard and Devontae Smith and Devontae Smith is kind of like up and down this entire year. Uh, so I, I don't for like, for purely passing options, I think I'm going to go with Dak Prescott here, um, with this stack. I do think the 49ers end up winning this game, uh, which then plays into my scenario of thinking that Dallas will be playing from behind. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think Dallas is, it's going to be back and forth. And when it comes down to it, third and fourth quarter, Dallas is going to be playing from behind. So I like Dak um, going Dak. And then, you know, CD lamb, he's only 6,300 this week, which is That's so it's, cheap. It's very cheap. And the 49ers secondaries, it's been good for most of the year, but they are banged up and they're um, you know, they're not fully healthy. So I Dak to CD and then, so obviously we're there without Gallup. He his ACL. So now you have Cedric Wilson sitting at 4,300. Um, he Dak went to him a lot last week uh, playing against the Eagles. So it makes you kind of confident in him, but at 4,300, he might be, you know, highly owned there. Um, I love Dalton Schultz. Uh, I think he's been good all year um, at 5k. You know, he is pretty pricey for a tight end. Um, Let's see here. Last time uh, the Cowboys played – oh, the Cowboys haven't played 49ers. What, what am I thinking? Are you worried about the matchup with the 49ers for Schultz? See, I, I would be, but, like, in in my head, I think it's going to be a pa- – like, I don't think the, the, uh, the Cowboys get there running the ball with Zeke and Pollard. Um, yeah, I, I get that.
0: I just, like, they're weakest against receivers, and I think they're, like, top – top 10 at least against tight ends, you know, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's obviously tight ends that have gotten their way with them, but overall they've been decent.
1: Yeah. No, I, I understand that. I just, I like where Dalton Schultz is. He's basically the third receiver there now. I know Wilson is sitting there and um, yeah, I think he's still, he still have Wilson. Yeah. And I think he goes to him and like, especially in the red zone, like, yeah, they have CD lamb, like one-on-one, but like, I feel like, going in the red zone is where Dalton Schultz can really thrive here. And I, <clears throat> and I, and I like a back and forth game here. So I, that's probably my favorite sack is, you know, it's going to be Dak CD and then going with Dalton Schultz, I think, um, at my initial first, first look here.
0: Yeah. So we're on board on, on this slate. Cause, uh, Dak's my favorite quarterback. Uh, and, It's probably going to be a mix, like, getting two – I think I like going – like, I'll have definitely some Schultz lineups, but I like a lot of the other tight ends more than Schultz. Like, we have some amazing tight ends on the slate um, and matchups, especially, like, Kittle at only $800 more than Schultz. I find it hard not to pay for him. And and then even you have – like, so – Kelsey at 6,700 is a big discount off of like where he typically is. And then Gronk, Gronk, who I'm never that big of a fan of, going against the Eagles, which, as we know, I every like if you have played tight ends against the Eagles all year, you've just printed money because they've just given it up every single week. Like, even like last week, I know they we didn't know if Dallas is going to play like the whole game and they ended up doing it. And you know, there's Dalton Schultz, two touchdowns. Like they just can't stop it. And now with so many of the Tampa Bay weapons gone, like, I just think he's set up well. And so it's just hard for me. And then Dallas Goddard, I think is like just as good or better to play than Schultz and he's cheaper. I just, it's like, it's hard for me to get to Schultz. So, my favorite way to go with Dak is like lamb and Cooper or lamb and Schultz or, or sorry, lamb and, uh, Wilson, Cedric Wilson or like Amari Cedric Wilson. I would say lamb's my favorite. Yeah, uh, I think he has the best matchup. And then I, of course we'll include running backs in there. Like we know Zeke and Pollard do at least catch the ball. So they're both for, like Zeke's at only 6,100. I hate playing Zeke. Um, I won't have as many combinations with the running back with that stack, but I absolutely love the receivers with that this week. And that's like where my, most of my double stacks I think are going to be at, at the receiver spot. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm not, I like the only quarterback that I'm fading on this slate is Tom Brady. They have a horrible uh, weather game. I think it's not like horrible, but it's going to be like 30 mile an hour winds, 40 mile an hour gusts rain and Jalen Hurts, I think, like this, that helps the Eagles because they'll they'll run the ball anyway. But I'm including, like, I'll have some Mahomes. I think in order it would be Dak, might be Jimmy G second just because I think I like that game the most, um, and he's really cheap. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's like Dak, Jimmy G, Mahomes, Hurts, Big Ben. Obviously, I won't have much Big Ben at all, but I'm actually, this is a slate where I'm not, like, I think they're all good prices, and I, I can't really fade anyone except I think Brady. I, I think he's definitely a good fade. So, I,
1: are you playing Brady? You're just you're just like it's, just, it's just known facts. No, I understand. We're, we're we're playing. We're we're not talking about like the game. We're talking about players within the game. It just it's. <laughs> It's Tom Brady, and the, I understand what. Are you gonna
0: play any Brady lineups? I probably will play, like you know. And and the other thing about Brady is, I hate his options. Like the only option of his that I like this week is Gronk, and I'm not single stacking Brady. I think Evans is a terrible matchup. The Eagles are like have like a top three. Let's see against wide receivers, the Eagles have been top three. Yeah. No, I I understand. But you're gonna and Evans didn't do anything when Godwin and and I think maybe AB played the last time they played. Like I I just don't think Brady has that much success, especially now with some weather.
1: So Evans went uh, two catches for 27 yards,
0: and that was with other guys there. And now they're just gonna be able to focus on taking him out. I think it's yeah. That's why I think I like Gronk because I think Gronk the Eagles are already bad against tight ends, and now he should get fed. So yeah. You know, I like Gronk, but I'm not doing a single stack
1: with Brady and Gronk. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's I'm just not, kind of where I'm at with. Yeah, stacks. I mean, I'm not suggesting like just you can't. I mean, you might it'd be hard to get away with getting a single stack in there and then taking the other pieces. But um I mean, I don't think
0: any quarterback is going to get that like over owned either. Like, I obviously think Mahomes. Mahomes and Dak will probably be number one and two Um, but like people are going to want to play Brady people are going to play Jalen Hurts people are going to play some like it's going to be pretty spread out at quarterback like ownership wise so now that we kind of went over our our stacks now let's go through like what we're going to kind of do at the running back position like where are you kind of there's a lot there's no like super expensive uh, running back on this late. It almost feels like DraftKings made it to where like you can really play kind of whoever you want. And, and I think they did that on purpose just because they didn't want you to struggle to make lineups. Yeah. No, <laughs> they don't. like, look, like Najee was in like the seven, eight K range all year. Zeke was in like, yeah. six, like Elijah Mitchell, like all the Lenny Fournette,
1: five, six, like all these guys are priced so far down yeah i know it's it's actually shocking and then also it's also shocking is all the questionables and outs that have already been established like ronald jones yeah. is out len fournette is coming off a, a terrible ronald out. jones is out yeah ronald jones is okay. out edwards flair's out edwards is out darrell williams has been limited all week I, i'm assuming he's playing yeah um, he, he sounds like he's playing um but like so after that i mean you got okay I mean, do we do we go back to the well here? I mean, you know, Miles Sanders at 5K, it's a terrible matchup, and I I don't to suggest. Yeah, you know, I don't Chris, like it at all. But what I'm saying is, like, there's not like it's it's a very sketchy running back slate, in my opinion. I think there's some great options. No, okay, so there there are good options here, but like, okay, so Leonard Fournette is he's, like he's a game time play. decision with a hamstring injury, so. What happens if he goes in and it's a wet field, and it's the, the field conditions are gonna be terrible there? So what if he goes in? He'll be the most popular running back. So if you have a take on that, maybe I, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to play someone coming off a hamstring injury. I understand he hasn't played for like four weeks, but in a in a field in a game that's gonna be wet field, terrible conditions. I'm scared to play someone with a hamstring injury. Like okay, he could easily. Re- easily re injure that throughout. Okay, the- so what about Daryl at fifty two hundred? So I feel more comfortable with Daryl Williams because it's it's not a. Um, I it, love you know, Daryl Williams. I do too. And the, the thing is, think the- about fifty two hundred and they're thirteen point favorites. Yeah. So if you if you don't think Mahomes is going to get there, you, you think Mahomes Darryl- could get there and Daryl could get there. Well, no. I'm, what I'm saying is like he's probably going to be very popular as well because of the matchup. I
0: think Lenny is still like, as long as Lenny's active, he will, he'll be like 50 plus percent owned.
1: Yeah. And if it's not more. And think, I, and I think I'll not full fade him, but I'm going to try to stay away from him because I, I just, he's active. It's going to be hard for me not to have a ton of him, but wait, wait. What about, what about your boy? Lev Bell sitting at 4,700. What yeah. if, what if he's the starting back? Bruce Aarons goes, all right, Levi Bell. He's been here for four weeks. He knows the playbook. He's starting. Would you have any interest in him?
0: If they, if he, if Lenny Fournette's out and they announce Bell as a starter, and Ronald Jones is out, then yeah. I mean, I don't know why I would have to because he'd be the lead guy, and you have to expect in a weather game he's going to get a bunch of checkdowns. So I would definitely have interest. I just don't necessarily think it happens. Yeah, no. I, just- I think I would just go other like so. Let's see. I mean, Pollard at 5,300, I just he's tough just because he would be the better play when all these guys are priced up. But now with them all being like the same price, yeah, it's way different. So he's not there like him and like Miles Sanders, I think, aren't nearly as strong of plays. So it's like Daryl Williams, Fournette. And then I don't know, Najee Harris is still like he's so cheap for his workload.
1: Sixty-six hundred for Najee. I and you expect them to be trying to keep the ball out of the Chiefs' hands, but we've witnessed this last time they played, and that's the, just
0: cr- ridiculous. I mean, like even last volume time, for that price.
1: I mean, last time he they played, he went nineteen for ninety-three, no touchdowns, but he had five receptions for seventeen yards, and we know Big Ben cannot throw the ball. More than ten yards down the field, he's like the Philip Rivers of last year. Yeah, he like, scored
0: sixteen and seven more seven more yards. You'd get the bonus to be at nineteen with no touchdown. Now, as you get a touchdown, like he's golden, like it, it, he's he's a really good play, I think.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So let's let's we've kind of been bouncing around here for uh, the last five minutes here. What's so your give me your top your top two running back plays. I mean, back.
0: I'm. I'll go just with the Lenny Hammy thing, and I know Darryl is probably definitely playing, so it's probably Daryl number one. Uh, Lenny's gonna still be number two for me if he's active, and then naji
1: just number three. Okay. So I yeah I, I'm I'm with you with Daryl at one, i especially with a the game script that we're expecting that the Chiefs will be blowing the doors off the players. Yes. So. You're yeah. going to want to be playing that because they're just going to burn the clock out and just keep the ball out of Pittsburgh's hand. So Daryl, number one, uh, I I guess I'll go Najee at two um, for the fact that the volume, strictly only on the volume only, um, I, I don't think it's, you know, the greatest spot for him because I, I think they're going to be playing from behind. I know he catches the ball in the backfield and he, and he literally is on the field like 98 points five percent of the time yeah uh so for that reason I'll go Najee at two and then three I I, I want to say Elijah Mitchell um I know it's not the greatest matchup but I think this is going to be this is an indoor game there's no weather involved and I think it's That's why be I some-
0: love Zach like and
1: Jimmy G they're like I mean I think, I think they're set up so well, like in the dome. Whew. Yeah, so this is why I think this is like my—it's going to be one of my favorite games because – well, it's probably going to be a lot of people's favorite games because I think it's going to be the closest game out of the two or out of the three. Um, so, yeah, so I like – so Daryl, Najee, and then Mitchell. I think Mitchell could go overlooked for some reason um, just because everyone thinks Dallas' defense is the greatest thing. Yeah, know, it's looking it's like – Ownership's looking like so yeah
0: Fournette number one ownership then Najee Elijah Mitchell's coming in at three then Daryl then Zeke Miles Sanders at like under 15 percent then Tony Pollard under 10 and and then you know that's pretty much it but what's left Bell at just curious like well less than one (laughs) I'm just saying it, it could be, a he, but that's like with him being active, like obviously he's inactive, then boom, Lev bell or whoever they announce as a starter goes way up. Yeah. But, but all right, let's move yeah.
1: on to receivers here. Cause um, this is where it's going to get, this is where yeah, in these tournaments or in these smaller slates, this is where you win. This is, yes, this is where, this is where you find the, the hidden gems, the low owned receiver that
0: blows up the slate always happens it's and it's almost always at the receiver you don't see like uh you know some like third string back that's like nobody has really like blow up the slate like that's not normally what happens it's it's the receiver um that just goes overlooked so um what do you think oh
1: sorry about that uh what do you think what do you think Corey? I mean, we've already kind of touched on it CD lamb at 6300, especially for stacking um, him with Dak. I love CD lamb this week. You know, even if you go down to Cooper Cup, I, I think it's still a good option here, you know, five or seven, 79 um, in his last game against Philly, CD, you know he went he didn't really play, so can't really do too much there. Uh, but CD is the one who's getting the volume uh, for the most part in that receiving option in that receiving room. So I like him there, and then <laughs> I'm just like I. This is like the third time I've looked at this, and I understand Claypool hasn't done anything all year, but at forty seven hundred dollars for the number two receiver there is kind of mind blowing because Big Ben does Claypool does get like three or four shots down the field at like twenty five. And if he can come down, and, it's, and usually Big Ben is pretty good at throwing it. It's one-on-one coverage, and he's a big body receiver with great speed. So if he can get one, and, you know, you think they're going to be throwing the ball because they're going to be playing from behind most likely. So I, I don't mind Claypool at 47. Um, and then also Deontay Johnson, he might be one of my favorite plays for literally the fact that he his favorite route is the drag route, and that's a four-yard route. Across the middle, Big Ben throws him that that ball all the time. So again, yeah, we always when you
0: play play teams like Chiefs, Bucks, or whatever these high scoring offenses, and you know they're playing from behind. It's you know it's always great to target that passing offense, and we know Big Ben will go out like he didn't he already like tweet something where it was like we know we're gonna lose or we know that like we're the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah, they're they're just it's happy just, to be we're there. having fun and you know he's just going to be out there just slinging it. Like he doesn't care. He's just going to go out there just
1: yeah, just I mean throwing I, the ball. He's not putting up yards. I mean, but his last two games he threw 46 times and then 44 times. And and in those games they were winning. Man, he
0: is so bad. Oh, Big Ben, man. He like throwing the ball that many times in that few yards is like an accomplishment. Like that
1: <laughs> That is hard to do. Yeah, I mean, he's had, he's had one, two, three, four, five, five games this entire year where he's thrown more than one touchdown. That's crazy. That's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just- but
0: this game, like, yeah, he's just, you know, just yeah. literally, he knows, he's like, he's just gonna give it everything he has. And, you know, maybe that clay pool catches that one that just lands perfectly in there. Juju might play. We don't know yet. That's going to be interesting because if if he's a full go, I have quite a bit of interest at 3K. Like, that's kind of a, a ridiculous price tag for him if he's, like, just not limited at all. But if they say he's going to be limited, that changes things for me. But I don't know if he's a full you know, go for this whole, all his snaps at three K. I mean, my gosh, how do you not, I feel like it would be so hard for any of these other punk Ray, Ray McLeod, Jawan Jennings, Quez Watkins, Pringle. How would any of them outscore Juju?
1: Like, it would be hard for me to imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. If Juju plays like, well, okay. So let's look at this way. If Juju, they say he's playing. And they, they don't, all they say is he's playing. Cause if, they're not gonna say he's gonna be limited because it's a playoff game, so they're gonna yeah, they're gonna hold that close to their chest. I'm not gonna go overboard either way on him. I'm gonna no, you know, no, no, no. I I totally understand that. But if but if the, if he he's activated, so that means Ray Ray McLeod gets bumped down to the fourth receiver per se just on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. But Ray Ray McLeod last like three games, yeah, he's looking eight, he he's looking eight good. three, eight, ten, nine targets, like. And last three games he's had four receptions. I mean he hasn't gone over forty yards and he hasn't scored a touchdown this year. But I mean with that many like you're getting that many opportunities to catch the ball. Like there's a point in time where you're going to score a touchdown. And he's a fast. No, I get it.
0: I like Ray Ray if uh, Juju's out. Like he he was probably one. He's probably the best like sub four K option. Um. Okay. So, you know, we, we both like Lamb. We said that I do agree with Claypool. I think he's like a really a guy that he'll really overlook there in that 4k range. Um, I'm trying to think of like, it doesn't look so like ownership wise, there's no really receivers that are going to be like 50 plus percent owned because you have lamb Cooper, Tyreek, Deontay, Debo said so there's so Mike Evans, there's so many options that, Everyone's going to have like, and everyone has decent matchups. Everyone's going to be spreading it around, I think. And so, you know, that's good because we, we don't, if you know, if someone like Lamb who on other slates could be like 60 plus percent owned, we get an ownership discount on. But what are some of those off the wall plays that we think like, this is where you, you just the slate breaker, barely anyone has them. You have them. And you know that that separates you, and you can take down the tournament.
1: What what are some of those options? Do you think? Well, before we get there, um, yesterday we were discussing. You know, you're getting well. I guess to say as well, when you can get a player that essentially is doing two jobs for one single price tag. So for like quarterbacks throwing and rushing the ball, like they yeah, they're, it's they're priced there for a reason. So Debo Samuel, I know. He's seven, he's the most expensive receiver, but yeah, he'll be high owned. He's gonna, be, I know he's gonna be high, like he's gonna be pretty high owned. But like when a receiver is rushing the ball eight, seven, five times, and he's being like he's getting yards on that, like again, you're getting 7,900 and you're paying for essentially two players. So it's, I I will have Debo. I know we we were just talking about our favorite plays. Um, I I like Debo a lot. Uh, he's 7,900. so he's gonna be kind of, he's gonna make it difficult to you know, get into a roster and have, you know, the the higher owned people or the higher price people. So then going down um, to someone else, I, you know, it's hard to get away from anyone from Kansas City, because there's the third option there is a rotating carousel of players. And you're just trying to figure out who it is. And they kind of narrowed it down to, you know, it's either going to be, it's Brechner. pretty much
0: Ayuk and Jennings is
1: the two and three. No, 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 no. Uh, except for the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, it's either Hardman or Pringle. Hardman yeah. hasn't really done, done anything all year. Uh, except exactly for the like, last week when Tyreek was out. Exactly. So if Tyreek's a full go, they, they trust Pringle more than they trust McColl Hardman. Okay. Uh, so Pringle so I, you kind of like? I, I kind of like Pringle at the 3,900 range. Um, Especially if we think, you know, yeah, he
0: looks to be pretty uh, looks like, you know, around 15 percent ownership right now. But I could see that being closer to 10 or 10 percent.
1: Yeah. What about someone like Tyler Johnson? Tyler Johnson, Um, you know, so I think he's like someone on the Bucks that he'll be
0: out of all Bucks players. He'll be like my most leveraged like buck. Because Fournette, there's no leverage, really. Gronk, probably not much. And I'm not playing Evans, and I think Tyler Johnson. If I'm not playing Evans, I still want at least one buck receiver in my player pool, and I think I'd rather just go to the cheap Tyler Johnson and at 4K, who's going to be, like, under 10% ownership.
1: Yeah. Well, what about – I mean, during the Super Bowl run last year, Scotty Miller was a player that Tom Brady went to – Quite a bit.
0: But they haven't liked him at all. He like barely, they, they put Cyril oh. Grayson ahead of him, Bashad Perriman. I'd also, rather play Tyler Johnson or Bashad Perriman. No,
1: yeah, but I'm just like, well, he, he's been hurt for a lot of, like on and off the field with, you know, injuries. But um, just thinking back to last year, I know it, it was last year and there's a different game scripts and everything like that. It, if he's gonna be on the field, which, you know, he could be, I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting him into every single lineup, um, and with
0: was, the wind saw so a deep threat like him it's like makes me even more iffy but this like 30 mile an hour gusts 40 sorry 40 mile an hour
1: gusts rain game it's those deep threats really scare me yeah he kind of reminds me of like an amidola for some reason i don't know because of his skin color but he just <laughs> he just you <laughs> he know me. he's like insanely quick like he's, yeah. their, he's like their deep threat yeah so i i don't know he he kind of intrigues me. Um, at thirty five hundred, right.
0: Brashad Perriman would be even more leverage because he's forty six hundred, so he's cheap, more expensive. No one's playing him, and he's going to be like under five percent. Like he's projected for like three percent ownership right now. And Perriman's the type of player that that could, you know, break break one. But I don't know. Tyler Johnson just because he kind of feels like he would be more in the Godwin role, those shorter passes, which would make more sense in a weather game um, with lots of wind. Like you'd think Brady would be a lot more check downs to Lenny and, and go into someone like Tyler Johnson. So I still am sticking to Tyler Johnson being my favorite, like yeah buck low owned guy, but I will say Ray Ray's probably yeah, a pretty was, good was, option for the, on the Steelers playing from behind. I think
1: he'd probably be my second favorite. Yeah, I was going to mention his name again. I know he mentioned a couple minutes ago. Yeah, but yeah. I because I I don't think. I mean, they expect Juju to be out the entire year. Yes, I mean, modern medicine is amazing, and he's back and he's playing again. But it's like AJ Watt. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I just I feel like is he a is he a free agent next year? Uh, I think so. They franchise. He signed up one year. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But um, I. I don't know. I, I keep looking at Ray Ray and I'm like, I, for the amount of work he's gotten and he's shown the coaches that, you know, he's yeah. a reliable option. It, it's going to be hard to pass up on him.
0: Yeah. So I would say for those, like for the, the some of our, my favorite low owned leverage spots, um, Tyler Johnson and Ray Ray. But I will say like, I pretty much include all of these guys. Like I'll have at least one share of pretty much every receiver. Um and hopefully just land the right combination, but I'll have
1: more of probably Ray Ray and Tyler Johnson. Yeah. I I would, I my my two would be Ray Ray and then uh, Pringle. Pringle. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So now we'll go ahead and just build a few lineups with uh, you want, wait, you want to talk about tight ends really quick. Oh, we can, yeah, we can quickly discuss your face. I already kind of mentioned like mine are, I think, I don't know. Kittle's pretty hard. I mean, at 5,800, that's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. I I don't know. It's probably him one, Gronk two. uh, Maybe Dallas
1: Goddard three, Kelsey four. Yeah. I I think I'm going to be, I mean, I think I'm going to be on the same sort of wavelength as you, but I like for some reason, I don't know why, we're like, I keep talking about Steelers receiving options, but like Firemooth, yeah. at, at you know, at 4200, uh, you know, he's no, games yeah, like, I like him a little bit. He'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be very low owned, I think, too. Yeah, I again, I don't know why I keep talking about Steelers because I to it's some Big Ben now. Their team implied total is 16 points, and
0: it's like, <laughs> yeah, so they're like projected for two, two touchdowns, but like we say, it's like on these small slates, we know these teams are going to score touchdowns. So, like, even on the teams you, you like the least, like probably the Steelers, someone's still probably scoring. So it's it, – it, and if they score – if someone like Ray-Ray scores, if Ferrer moves score, if those guys score, it's likely that they
1: could be the optimal guy. So yeah.
0: you just have to,
1: you know, yeah, find yeah, the but, spot. But yeah, but looking back, yeah, the Kittle at 5,800 is – that's so cheap for him. Like I, I mean, I just hope they don't use him as a uh, purely blocking, but I mean, no, I think against Dallas, they'll definitely get him involved
0: passing. I think they used him a little bit more when Lance was in there as block as a blocker, but with K- Jimmy, they, they run him out wide a lot more. Uh I think Cameron Bray is like my sneakiest tight end option. And it's because. One, the Eagles are, ter- like, again, they hit ter- terrible against tight ends. And I do think the Bucks are going to have to run out more multiple tight end sets. And Cameron Bray, like, he looks at that at him in, in the end zone, and I could see, like, I feel like the Bucs aren't dumb. Like, they know the Eagles are bad against tight ends, and they're just going to game plan for that this game. And I could see them really utilizing those, those multiple tight end sets this game. And you could see both Gronk and Braid out there a lot. So yeah. I think Braid is like an extremely sneaky option. And I will be like, especially cause he's only projected at what? uh, Like two, 3% ownership right now.
1: Yeah.
0: You know that <laughs> I will be way over the field on 3%. Like I'll be like, You'll five times ten times the field on great so yeah. it's just <clears throat> i think he is, is a very sneaky option um so yeah that's and i'll definitely be using plenty of two tight end lineups yeah like, for sure, they're, they're all great options uh so we'll go ahead and build some a uh, few uh, lineups here with kind of how ha- how you should be building lineups with uh the shorter slates. So we'll start out with Dak or Mahomes, I guess, on top.
1: You want to start with Mahomes? <laughs> All right. So with Mahomes, you're going to want to go. Obviously, we've been talking about two, three stacks here um, with a quarterback, especially not Mahomes is not a mobile quarterback per se. <laughs> uh, so do you like Tyreek or Kelsey better? I mean, going to Kelsey saves you, you no, know, some 600. I think I'd go Tyreek. Yeah, I think I would too. Especially, and I would also probably
0: include Daryl.
1: Daryl, yeah,
0: yeah. I I just think Daryl is a good one because he does catch a lot of balls and yeah. Um, so you go Daryl, Tyreek, and you said you like Pringle.
1: Yeah, I, I out of like the lower the lower receiving options for Casey. I think Pringle being. 200 less. I think this is a misprice right here just because of – I mean, they might have saw something. More people will go to Hardman based off of his game log. Yeah, very
0: true. So, yeah, I I much prefer Pringle.
1: Maybe they saw something in him last week. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, they're basically identical in like – Yeah,
0: but Hardman plays more of the Tyreek role when he's not in there. When Tyreek's in there, he he just loses his role. So – uh, now we'll probably have to bring it back with a couple, one or two Steelers. So, I mean, it would be Deontay, Claypool. We don't need Ray Ray because we have Pringle no. in this one. Yeah. Um, we probably want Deontay. at least one of Deontay
1: or Claypool. Yeah, I'd say Deontay.
0: Um, and then... Defense. What defense do you want to do? We could go maybe. Hmm.
1: Well, I Cow- think, I don't know, the Cowboys. Yeah, I was going to say Cowboys or Niners, but let's go Cowboys this one. All right. Um, 5,500. What's another running
0: back? It would probably be Najee or.
1: Well, you want to assume that Burnett is getting the most. It's just going to be the, these basically.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Let's just put Lenny in there. He is a good play if he plays. Okay, fifty-four hundred left.
1: <clears throat> we could get probably Kittle in there. Fifty-one hundred, and then
0: we still have fifty-one hundred, and you could get in. Um, what do you think, Dallas Goddard? Oh, and do the double tight end. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I think that's a pretty thin leave. He leaves 700. Um, so you're getting different. Your leverage here is Pringle and then double tight end, which, you know, it, people will do it, but I don't think people do it as often as they should. And, of course, our leverage, another leverage spot is including three guys with Mahomes and Mahomes in the running back, which yeah. – people usually stray away from so that that's a pretty solid Mahomes build uh, you could always swap out like Deontay for Claypool and then upgrade Goddard to like Najee to like have two Steelers um, <clears throat> so next one we'll do Dak yeah let's go Dak uh, so Dak you go ahead and, yeah this is when we like two receivers so maybe Lamb and 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 Wilson or Lamb and Cooper.
1: Let's do Lamb and Cooper because I think that's going to be a little bit more different.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I do too. So now we should probably get either Debo or Kittle in here. Uh, let's go – let's do Kittle this route just because – Oh, yeah, so we faded shoals. Yeah. Uh, defense, probably the Chiefs. I mean, I'm okay with eating, the, eating some of that chalk yeah. with the Chiefs.
1: And then the Chiefs, they're it. obviously
0: the best defensive play. Like it's yeah. pretty clear too.
1: Um you want to grab Williams here at fifty-two? Yeah, yeah, Daryl. And then we need another receiving. We just option. put Miles Sanders in there. Oh, right. Oh, okay, so
0: fifty-six. Need another receiver. Um. All right. Well, we still need our like little our, like leverage receiver guy. So this is when we could go either to Ray Ray, Tyler Johnson. Let's uh, see a Tyler
1: Johnson call here.
0: Okay. And then
1: we could go 6,400 remaining. Would Do you be- get not?
0: Well, I don't know if I want Najee and Daryl. We could though, but maybe we go Lenny in that one too.
1: Lenny. Right. Oh, Just hard to not click his name. And then leaves you 7,200 left. Which lets you do Deontay.
0: You could get in Kelsey for another Chief. You could get in Gronk. But then you have Gronk and Tyler Johnson. But I guess that's fine. You can get Zeke. You can get another 49er in there if that Dallas game shoots out. Yeah, let's do another. Uh, So you'd probably put in
1: what elijah mitchell yeah i think so he just and his tag just went away too okay and so then you leave
0: 1500 um which is great that's fine you you you're fine i i don't necessarily i think there's enough good plays on this slate that i don't think you want to leave like a ton of salary no but i think leaving like up to like 2000 is still like doable
1: i agree i agree there as well all right. Uh, let's go with a um, we'll, Jalen. Yeah, do a Jalen, and then we'll wrap it up with uh, Jimmy G as well. Yeah. So
0: okay, so Jalen, we want Devonte or Goddard. Devonte. Let's get. I think Devonta Smith will actually be really like a low-owned guy. And again, I think the Bucks defense is terrible. Um. So if we go uh Jalen Hurts and Devontae, I mean we could do it with Goddard as well. All right. And then run it back with this. Is when we definitely put, put probably Lenny in this one. Yep. Game stacking that. Um. And we could do Gronk.
1: We could do the double tight end. Double tight ends. Okay. Uh defense Chiefs again. Chiefs. Yeah. I think <clears throat> it's gonna be hard not to click on that name especially with a 16 point team play total uh so it leaves a 6200 left um let's go with um we probably want to get
0: a cowboy in here so whether that's a zeke
1: pollard or lamb or cooper i don't know lamb Yeah, let's like lamb yeah it's (laughs) it's very hard not to keep hitting his name and everything too so 6200 left let's grab a running back here as well to finish this off i think I think here you can go, dude. I, it's like we keep touching on the same names, but it's like it, they're in such good matchups. Well, it's a short slate
0: too. You're gonna go well, yeah, a lot of the same names. It's just so many different combinations. You, you just swap this player out for this one. Next lineup, do the same thing, Swap this player out. It, it's that's just how it is sometimes. Like there's obviously like superior plays. So I mean, in this one we could go. I mean, Daryl Williams would be the easy choice, but I mean, instead we could go and get different with either Zeke or Elijah Mitchell or Najee.
1: We could get, we could put Najee in this one. Okay. That's what I was expecting us to do. And then receiver like Um, 5,900. Now this is where, I mean, we are
0: different with Devante Smith a little bit here um, and going, well, Lenny will be popular, but uh what do we have, 5,900? Yeah, so I would say – I
1: mean, uh, play
0: pool, but then we'd probably just swap Chiefs defense. To we need it. a uh, 49er. Yeah, we probably should. So uh, what is Iuks price? 52. You could put on an IUK. And there you go. You, uh, you leave 700. And, you know, I think having the combo of IUK and Devontae Smith – is you're yeah won't be very
1: popular no definitely won't be um and then okay we'll do a uh we'll do a jimmy g one here i see with so I, we're really not going to touch on big ben just because we it's with you know you don't really want to be attacking games that you know like i've mentioned four or five times now with a 16 point team implied total but like yeah. if you are playing like the 25 50 cent tournament or multiple entries into tournaments, then yes, like go after and attack Big Ben, and you can be different there. And his receiving options aren't expensive. Uh, and you would obviously stack Big Ben with three or four different options because he, he's not going to get there any other I ones. would, I would, yeah, I mean, well, not, not maybe like probably like
0: two or three, I would say so. Like, definitely one of Deontay or Claypool, if not both maybe have Fryar Muth and then Ray, or Raymond McLeod or something like that, or even the Najee can be included. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you go four. That'd be really hard for Big Ben to support
1: four. Yeah, I, I was a little overzealous there for sure. You've done
0: it before, but I don't know at this point in his career.
1: No. Okay. So Jimmy, Jimmy G with the Kittle's price,
0: usually it's hard to do Debo and Kittle, but I don't think it's hard to do with Kittle's price now. Like no. when they were both in like the 7k range, it was, but I think that's, Perfectly fine, and I don't think a lot. I don't think Jimmy G is a quarterback you would do with Elijah Mitchell because they barely pass him the ball. Yeah, so they're actually pretty negatively correlated.
1: Yeah, and and uh, with Debo being there, it's essentially a running back.
0: So yeah, exactly. He's kind of like another running back as well. So Debo Kittle. Now we want to get probably one or two Cowboys. So we could we could throw in Cooper in this one. Right, we'll Cooper. And then maybe maybe we get Zeke in
1: here. You want to do Zeke Zeke Pollard? Let's do Zeke. I mean, I understand Pollard's you know eight hundred less, but yeah, Zeke's probably yeah he's gonna be the better option here. Um, And and then then probably one of Lenny or Daryl. I want to go
0: Daryl here. Okay, and then Chiefs defense just throw them. They're just our placeholder defense. Like, I mean, you could. I just think they're the clear option. Now we have fifty two hundred.
1: Who is there a team we don't really have? We don't have any. We don't have any. uh, Chief? No, we have a chief. We don't have any. uh, Bucks. We don't have eagles or bucks. You want to go? your off the wall. Tyler Johnson play? Uh, Or Gronk? Or,
0: or, or what? What if we did Brait in this one? Could we fit like Tyreek?
1: If we did Brait for flex. Yeah, and we can get up to Tyreek for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah that that's interesting. That that's <laughs> a unique build too. Yeah, because you get you it allows you to get like three
1: of those stud guys, you know. The, yeah, you. <laughs> there's a lot of potential points on this uh, on this lineup right here. Yeah, I like that. That's an interesting build. We'll save it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but um but yeah so i think that kind of wraps up uh this slate kind of going over some strategy and and how to how to build lineups on this one it's usually the same with with the two the short slates it's just a it's stacking 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 you 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 can't really get away with your your lineups are pretty much dead if you're just putting a quarterback in and and not stacking them up so definitely stack and and you should always probably run it back with some other guys on the other team because if that's the game, or if that's the quarterback you're picking to go off, it's usually
1: because of market, the game, yeah.
0: it's the gut game environment as well. So <laughs> just game stack, game stack, game stack, and then uh, just make sure you're always correlating and always, always grabbing leverage somewhere, whether it's leaving salary, whether it's uh, getting that low on play no one else has or the combinations of using like two tight ends, two tight ends or fading one of the chalky running backs. It's just, you, you can't just be playing the chalk everywhere. You're, you're, you have zero chance. You're just, it's again, they're dead
1: lineups. Yep. So if you, if you, so to leave to, before you head, head and off here, if you think like wow, this this lineup looks amazing, <laughs> then
0: it's bad. It's, it's bad. a bad lineup if yeah. it looks
1: amazing. If you if you question like one of your plays, then it's probably a little unique. Yeah. So
0: like just- when I look at I don't, it's not like I look at a Tyler Johnson lineup and I'm like, yeah, I like I, I yeah. hate it. I don't <laughs> like it, but it's finding the, the leverage and just you know having yeah. that against the field when they when they do meet their 75 percentile outcome. So yeah. yeah, that, that kind of wraps up the slate. Uh, any last thoughts here?
1: Uh, one more thing. Uh, if you get stuck building a lineup, just hand it to your significant other and be like, pick. Yeah. There, pick that's, that's probably players. a really good way. To do it. <laughs> and just be like, they're like, what is this? Be like, just pick, pick a name, please. Yeah. Just pick
0: whatever, <laughs> just whatever name you like the most. Yeah. That's probably one of the best ways you could do it. And people don't <laughs> even know it really is for these short slates. Yeah. Um, but, no, but, yeah. That's, that's all I got. All right, cool. Well, hopefully one of you that watches, the few of you that do uh, comes out uh, on top or one of us. So we all have a story to tell next week. Thank you for watching. This is Chalk Talk. Goodbye.